Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. And then I told my wife, I said, listen, I want you to write a check to us for the entire HELOC on the home equity line and just pull every bit of cash and we're going to sit on it. And if we need it, we have it. But at least they can't tell us we can't take it. What they're telling us and they're doing, and I'm seeing some of my mortgage friends posting the same thing. Right now, they're trying to prevent the next financial crisis. You don't have a 640 credit under 640. If you're FHA, they're cutting loans like crazy. They're worried that no matter what the government pushes with a stimulus package, that they're going to start locking lines of credit and things like that. The smart people I know are saying, dump your lines of credit in your operating account. Whether it's 50 or $100,000, sit on that line of credit. If you don't use that money, you can pay it back. It costs you three to $500 in three months of interest. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Well, welcome to The Leading Edge. I'm not sure which episode we are. I'm sure if I look at my notes, I'll have it. Today, uh, we've uh, kind of canceled our normal conversation. And we're going to talk about uh, the craziness that's going on in our country right now and uh, some ideas uh, potentially to get through this. Um, We have online with us uh, uh, Alan Sims. Got it right this time, Alan. Nice. Nice. Um, From Revolution Automotive Services and uh, Seth Thorson from, come on, Seth. Eurotech. I I can never remember. It's Euro something, but I know Eurotech uh, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, uh, Seth, let's let me um, let me start with you. You just were looking at buying or purchasing your third shop. Um, so, how does this make a, a difference for that? Uh, for me, it hasn't made much a difference. We're still looking forward on that stuff, um, but we're cautiously optimistic on it. Um, some things will shake up in the market, I'm sure, and there'll be some discounts available. There'll be, excuse me, there'll be other things that'll come up with it. But I mean, we're still looking at it. I'm not saying no, um, but I'm putting some stuff on hold a little bit. Yeah, I think um, it's funny too, because I've been kind of negotiating on purchasing something. And um, I think in six weeks, the value is going to be less and I don't want to pay what I thought I was going to pay for it. Right. I mean, if the value is less, the value is less. Um, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting place to be at. But I think there are some positive things that will come out of this when it comes out. Um, uh, Alan, uh, um, you you laid people off and, and closed down. Is that because of the directive from the state? Um, no. No. And so we didn't completely close down either. We're, we're on an as needed basis. So we have, we have phone calls that are um, coming into, they get there. There's an internet phone system. So they come to an app on our cell phone now and we still schedule appointments. Our entire shop management software is cloud-based and we have the technicians on rotation. You know, they come in as needed, but we did not close down because the state mandated us to close down. We are legally allowed to stay open as an essential business. The problem is a lot of our customers are not essential businesses and a lot of them are small business owners and now they got shut down. So now they're holding up anything that's not needed to be done. So in your your state, the governor has declared a a state of emergency and basically said, um, shut everything down. Correct. Um, Non-essential. Correct. Yeah, we're in Massachusetts. We got shut down uh, Tuesday at noon. I think it's interesting. Um, I was on the phone with one of my good friends uh, just before this meeting. Um, He's a a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. Uh, uh, You know, he's a very conservative uh, person, very... um, you know, always wants to look a little bit at the, maybe this is due to, you know, something else. Um, and, and he said, what right does the governor have to close my business down? Um, period. Right. I mean, it is kind of an interesting, uh, thought process. 
Um, okay, so let's let's move in a different direction. I'm going off to the I'm going way off to the left or way off to the right. Um, what what are you doing um, to help uh, uh, to to help your customers, to help your clients, to 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 stay open and make them feel good. Um, let's start with Alan. Alan, what what are you doing? So I'm staying engaged with people in via social media and email campaigns. Um, I've sent out last week, well, for the past two weeks, we've pretty consistently been staying in touch through email campaigns to notify everybody of where we are, considering the fact that things evolve so rapidly. Um, I understand that every one of us is getting these emails from every company we ever worked with right now, but I still think it's important um, if they open them. I actually have a pretty good open rate too. They're, they're opening at like 60%. Um, so that's pretty good, but our customers love us. So um, Facebook, I keep posting to Facebook every single day. Um, given that today I didn't have any new appointments for today. <laughs> I, I, I was at home with my daughters and we have a new dog. And I was posting about our dog and a posting about our, um, like my kids were on school online, you know, just trying to stay engaged with people and stay in front of them um, and let them know that we are still here on an as needed basis and been very clear with not just my staff, but with my customer base as to how they can utilize us to, to take care of their needs. Okay. Um, I'll go one, I'll take one step further. We, we have loaner cars. We have six loaner cars we use. And we have lock boxes outside that we use for pickup after hours. We have keys to all of our loaner cars in the lock boxes and loaner agreements in all the loaner cars. So if somebody gets towed in, they can shoot me a text message and that comes to my cell phone. Um, it's not through my personal cell phone number, but through a service. And I can give them the key to a, a loaner car to get so they're not ever left in the lurch, you know? And, and I think that offering things like that are we're going to take care of people. You know, we're here for you. We have your back and we can at least provide you with sanitized, reliable transportation. Okay. I think, I think it's, a, I'm going to make a, a statement and uh, uh, because I think it's important. Um, if you're going to send out a COVID-19 message, Hey guys, this is what we're doing. Make it different than all the other 57,000 messages I've gotten from my banks, my, my, my lawyers, my, my accountants, my, you know, um, I, I probably last week had over 200 messages. And if you put them all together, there's maybe 25 words in any of them that are different than the others. Um, I think the message needs to be a little different. Uh, if you want your client and, and, and the, um, the subject line needs to be a little different if you want your client to actually open it and, uh, and, and pay any attention to it. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth, I'm going to move to you. What have you done uh, in your company? Now, I know we were online a week ago and we were talking about some of this stuff. And I know you've done some pretty um, creative things, uh, imaginative things. So what have you done to keep your business going and <coughs> customers feel good? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're offering some people still feel pickup and delivery is, is still too risky. Uh, we're offering a lot of free towing services and it will show up on my sublet bill. I talk to my tow companies, they're giving me discounts on tows, but my sublet will be completely upside down um, <laughs> next month. But we're towing cars in. Uh, we're doing the same thing. We're, text messages are way better than um, email, email yeah. right now. We send some text messages out. Um, right now, we're blessed that for a long time, we started storing customers summer tires. We're getting some warm weather. We are currently, as of today, calling every single client because we have an inventory list. Hey, today's a good time to get your summer tires done. These next two weeks get warm. When this all breaks, you'll be ready to drive. And we're going and picking up all those cars, doing the summer tire swap, um, which normally we hope they trickle in because a lot of them have prepaid packages. So there's no real revenue. But right now it's a good time to use up that free revenue that I'm paying for anyways. And then when we're busy, then I'm not dealing with summer tire swap. We charge a package, but 50% of them are due for renewal. So 50% of the package is coming in because of how we staggered renewals, some summer, some winter for renewal people. Then we're going to have a big chunk of income on the books as a you know, liability asset and the other liability cleared off the books. So it, you know, doing this will clear some liabilities off the books and, and add some future liability. But um, 
that's a big push right now. Um, I have billboards out. We have digital billboards. We changed our digital billboards. We're open, contactless. I mean, it's simple, fast, re-graphicing <laughs> them, changing our billboards, relaunching our billboards. Um, luckily, we're busy. We're getting hit Friday with a shelter in place is the rumor. Um, essential repair, we're still staying open. I have not laid off a single one of my 20 employees yet, um, and we don't plan to yet. And that's part of the leadership speech I gave and, and some of the backup. I have some other ways to reverse fund this, which may hold up the third store, but we're doing some creative funding and, and we're keeping our staff because when it comes out of this, the broken cars aren't going away. Yep. So well, I think I think the one thing that is going to happen, the, there's going to be a backlog of uh, vehicles that need to be fixed because during this time, um, it's going to slow down. It's natural. It can't be helped, I think, no matter what you do. And uh, But those cars are going to need to be fixed when this thing comes out. And I think there are going to be less shops, frankly. I think there are going to be a less a lot of things. I think you're going to see some of the restaurants uh, close down, you know, some of the shops. Uh, there are some interesting financing things, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the, in the conversation here. Um, but... I think that there is going to be kind of an overload and I certainly would hate to lose my staff uh, when that, you know, when that, when the, when the wave breaks, so to speak. Um, so uh-oh, I've got a sign here, uh, switch to gallery view. Hey, how about that? Now we're on gallery view instead of speaker view. <laughs> um, uh, I, if I don't use this thing like every three days, then I forget uh, what I'm supposed to do because I'm I'm old and and forgetful. Um, uh, so um, how how are you um, how are you dealing with your employees? Uh, uh, I know on a, on a conversation we had uh, Friday with um, with clients and and group members and stuff we. We talked about employees. Um, uh, I know, Alan, how, how are you dealing with your employees during this time? So <clears throat> we were we were rocking and rolling. I mean, crushing goals, hitting goals uh, right up until the point when we had a, um, a stay in place order um, by our state and um, <clears throat> and, and all non-essentials businesses shut down. I mean, we were literally like crushing it right up until that point. Um I was in communication with my my guys on a daily basis, updating them sometimes multiple times a day, um, just with like quick cuddles, you know. Um, hey, here's a new here's a new update, you know what I mean? Just basically keeping them informed so that nobody was in the dark because every single person is 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 uh, got anxiety related to the unknown with this, including ourselves. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, and it's such a fast evolving. Um, thing that it's tough to tell. It's tough to foresee. Um, I, I project as much as I can and I, I laid out different scenarios for them. You know, there's, there's three ways we're going to get shut down. If we get sick, that's going to be the fastest way to shut us all down. So let's keep healthy. And we had processes in place for that and strongly encourage things to do at home as well. And then we also had um, the, the other way they're going to shut us down is if customers stop coming in the door and then, or if we can't get parts anymore. Um, then once we run out of stock, we're done. Um, so we did everything we could to gather cars in, gather them in, gather them in. And we crushed it for the past two weeks by being extremely proactive in bringing cars in the door. Um, not just our regular marketing tar- techniques, but I mean, majority of our customer base got a phone call um, and, and offered some sort of incentive to come in now. <clears throat> and um, so that's how we stayed busy for a couple of weeks leading up to it. I think the key as far as employees was just keeping them informed. And then when the, when the carpet did get ripped out from under us, they all knew what to expect and they all knew what to do. And I sent out an email that I had pre-drafted with links on everywhere they need to go to file for unemployment and how to go through that. And, um, and, and I also keep a, a meeting. We do a weekly meeting uh, lunchtime on Wednesdays. And we still did that today via a Zoom meeting. Um, we just had it an hour ago. And um, just kind of walking through how things are going to go throughout this time and um, staying in touch. And we're going to do that every week until we're back here at normal, normal capacity, which I expect, like you said, Cecil, is going to we're going to get hit like a like a brick with work when this when when we're allowed when it comes out again, because 
cars are breaking down. People are just holding on to money, but once they can go back to work and they start getting their normal paychecks and they get caught up, I, I just have a feeling that, and there's gonna be a lot of shops that aren't open anymore. We're going to get smacked with a bunch of work. I mean, I know our business is going to be here because I've taken a lot of measures to make sure that we'll be here. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about how can I cast a net to capture everything that's going to be out there in the fallout. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For for help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. You're you're uh, you're not looking at uh, oh my god I might close down. You're more worried about how do I capture the the work from the guys that are going to close. This isn't this is an opportunity. I see it as like like you were saying you have a deal. You're you're thinking about stalling until you can maybe pick it up for less. And I'm sure Seth's thinking about this. I know Seth's a forward thinking guy and he's seeing the opportunity in this. And I, I reached out to like our, part of how I kept busy last week, I reached out to our hospital administrator. We have a hospital here in town and, you know, offered, you know, significant discounts to everyone that works there. And now the doctors and the doctors, they don't care about that. Um, but there's a lot of people there that are support staff that do care about that. And that, yeah, you know, but if you're also, also if you're doing pickup and delivery yep. while they're at the hospital and taking care of their car, I mean, these people are still getting paychecks. They are. Um, yeah. You know, um, the, the one of Tatsu is um, he, he sent an idea over to me uh, doing free service, uh, you know, basic service on doctors and nurses, vehicles, healthcare workers, vehicles for some short period of time, you know, for the next two weeks or three weeks, at the very least he'll keep his guys working and, who knows what else, you know, might turn up uh, from that, right? Yeah. Or moving forward, who you know, those clients might just become our clients. Yeah, we open the doors to all makes and all models because we're a German car shop. Right. Um, so we we just opened the doors to all makes and all models. And I did that after driving, driving around town and seeing so many shops closed with signs in the window. And I'm like, shit, man, these people, the, the shop that's literally across the street from the hospital is closed. I'm thinking to myself, how is that? Holy smokes, right? I'd be I'd put a sign right up that, that said, hey, bring your stuff here while you're in the taking care of people. And then protect ourselves as best we can. Seth, what are you doing for your employees? What what are you doing? I, I, I mean, a lot of it's similar, but I mean, a lot of it is right now they're nervous. They're scared. It's, it's how effective of a leader can you be? It's not about marketing. It's not about anything. It's, it's about if your staff doesn't believe and they don't, want to participate doesn't matter what you're doing yep. um it's about being an effective leader and, and we get i gave a i'm not going to repeat the whole 15 minute speech but we get i gave a long speech and the premise was that we're all on a ship together i'm the captain of the ship i'm going to steer you through these rough waters and storms and you're going to see ships to the right ships to the left that are capsized ships in front of you throwing people overboard and we're not going to lose a single one of you during this and we're going to go through this together as a team and nobody's getting thrown off the board. You may have to do jobs that aren't your normal job requirement. You guys may have to pick up a row and row for the rowers. You may have to do all sorts of creative things, but we're all going to make it through the storm. And, you know, there was more to it, but we gave a long speech about what we're doing, how we're doing it. Every step that we are taking as a company to make sure that they still have jobs, that we have cars, our marketing, every step, our, <coughs> that I'm changing our billboards. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? How are we responding here? We're ordering our last normal 90 days of parts purchases pre-ordered so we don't run out of parts. You guys will have work. You'll have jobs. I laid out exactly when build hours drop, who is going home for what time. The maximum I promised our guys that they would lose would be going down the 32 hours. I budgeted out for five months of this. I can survive with self-funding all my staff for five months. So I'm going to be okay. I'm going to keep my staff. The minute this thing lifts and ramps up, um, I'm there. I already got texts are hearing about this from their friends. I got texts that are laid off by other stores that are all of a sudden coming to me going, hey, do you want a job? And I got a couple really good texts I'm talking to. And I'm like, 
man, I can go get an SBA loan and put them on darn payroll and not have to pay them. And then I have them, you know, um, I'm not afraid to snap them up. I'll use the, if I have to use some of the SBA money and put them on payroll and have them ready to go, um, I may do that. You know, I mean, shops want to lay people off and, and do that stuff. Then, you know, I'm not opposed to snapping those guys up if the really good ones are out there. I think that's a, that, uh, so the leadership aspect I think is really, really important. And I don't want to, I still want to talk about the financing aspect or the, the SBA and, and, and other stuff, but I, I'd like to carry that further. I'd like to spend a little more time on the leadership aspect of this. I think that for me, you know, I haven't, with, with the employees, we, we're going we're gonna to make it through. Um, and the least thing that's going to happen is people might go on an 80% um, work schedule or, or whatever. Um, and uh, then I'm going to be a lot more in debt on the other side of this than I am today. Uh, but it's still going to move ahead. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the idea that, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's the end of the world is, is really what's creating most of the craziness that's out there. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a weird guy in a lot of ways. Oh, I was going to make a comment while you were talking, Alan. Um, you know, the stress of this, it turned my hair white in like three days. I used to have <laughs> hair a week ago. Um, the, 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 there are things I can't worry about. And the things I can't worry about are the things I can't affect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I cannot change the fact that there's a virus. I cannot change the fact that the virus is um, hugely um, uh, easily transmitted. Uh, the good news, in my opinion, is that the more and more cases we have, the lower the death rate keeps dropping. Um, and I think at some point the death rate becomes small enough and in a small enough window that we all go, okay, it's no worse than heart disease or the flu uh, at some point in the future. Um, are, are you guys, are, are you listening to uh, the news at all? Are you paying attention to, and if you are, what are you listening to and how are you making um, decisions about what's good and what's not good? I get all my information from Facebook and I just base everything on that. I'm okay. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like that commercial. He's French. I know he told me that girl, the woman, she's like, that's my new fiance. He's French. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm fortunate enough that my wife is home with our children and she was all along. Like she didn't like lose a job or something. She keeps me pretty, pretty up to date on whatever's going on in the news. And when there's something I need to turn, I need to chime in on and read. I, I do, but I'm usually like, I encourage people to, get their information from reliable sources. There's a lot of fake news out there. There's a lot of bull crap out there, you know, and I think there's just a lot kind of, of hype. Hype. Yes. Creating it more and more. It's almost like the hysteria. News creating um, hysteria. Yeah. One of the, not Dr. Oz, but the other guy that's on the TV a lot, um, white haired doctor. Um, he, he was uh, stating that all the news channels should, shut down because they've, they've literally, they shouldn't be able to report on this because they've overhyped it like crazy. Yeah. Um, Is it really the end of the world? No. Uh, In fact, for probably 99% of the people, maybe even a hundred percent of the people under 60 or 99.9% of the people under 60, it's not going to be a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, where are we getting our news and, and what are we listening to? is is part of this whole thing is it creating more i I think some of us have to be on the side of look we're going to make it through this it's going to be fine and we're not hearing that right we're not we're not that's not the message that's being sent seth what are you paying attention to how are you making decisions uh i mean nobody's been through this right it's not like you can call somebody and say who's been through this um so i mean we're making decisions very fluid but I mean, a lot of it is right now, I, as you can see, I'm in the office. I do generally work a lot from home. Right now, I'm boots on the ground. I'm at both stores. I'm talking to my people. I'm I'm watching the, the, the farthest to the left news site and the farthest to the right because I have employees all over the spectrum. And I need to know what they're reading, what their concerns are, so that I can meet with my people, talk with them, and 
and, and give them guidance and comfort during this. And, you know, you just, to me, you're throwing a strong front. You don't want to show, it's okay to show some weakness at times, but during this, they need to know that you're going to steer them through this and guide them through this. And the leadership part of it's big. When I had all these meetings, I see production go up. I mean, I got happy staff, happy morale, guys are joking, having fun. I mean, they're, you know, we're, we're taking every precaution. Um, you know, I got some young, some young staff that are stepping in and doing stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a matter of reading everything and knowing what they're reacting to and saying, well, that's possibly true. But if that case that we can do this or we can pivot here or, you know, just working with your staff. I mean, that's, that's what you have right now. Luckily my, my flock, if you will, is my staff and I'm going to tend to them and take care of them. I'm going to delegate out other things, get this marketing message out, dump this on Daniel or dump this on Rachel. Hey, you need to call these 20 customers. I'm going to keep attending to where I feel I need to be. And I'm going to delegate tasks out to others. It's a, it's a heck of a time to have allergies. Um, I was in the, I was in line at the Costco um, yesterday and uh, started sneezing because I have really bad allergies this time of year. And man, you should have seen the looks and the, the, the I thought it was they were going to tackle me and kill me. Um, uh, so anyway, um, what about that one uh, or two employees that um, really doesn't want to be there because they're afraid of the virus, um, and they want to go home and, and, and stay at home. If you, do you have one of those? Um, I think almost every company does. And, and what are you doing? So Alan, go ahead. Yeah. So I had one of those, um, and he works our front counter and he wasn't, he was okay being here, but like, you know, you know him and, yeah. um, and he was okay being here, but he had concerns and, and, and I could tell he didn't come out and tell me, I don't want to be here. Cause he's a company man. He's committed and he needs a paycheck. Right. Like we all right. do. But um, <clears throat> I could tell he was concerned. You know, his spouse was home, had been sent home, worked in the school system. And he is now, in fact, all of us, all of our spouses were home. And he was now the, the risk in the, in the household to bring anything in. And, um, and we just started implementing tactics that were, you know, no, no contact, you know. Um, there's plenty of ways to conduct this business without having physical contact with the people. And, and we had like really stringent messages or, or, or policies and procedures in place to ensure that we're safe and that we're sanitizing vehicles. And I went out and stockpiled everything I could the second I caught wind of all this stuff. And lucky for me, my wife is a bit of a germaphobe, not, not crazy if she's listening, but she, she had a She's going to stock. She literally has bins of this shit down in the the basement in our house. So I went and robbed a couple, (laughs) you know? Um, So we were able to, to put his mind at ease without even really saying anything to him. And maybe he's listening now too, but I was aware I caught on and we did everything we could to make sure that everyone's safe. Now in his case, he could work remotely and that's what he's doing right now. He's home vetting the phones and, and, and when cars come in, he'll rewrite in the service um, remotely because our, our business is completely electronically based on the cloud. You don't actually have to be in the location to do that end of it. You just have to be here to, to touch the cars, you know, to fix the cars. The technicians have to be, the technicians have to be here, but we have masks. Um, I was fortunate enough that my, um, my uncle who was a dentist passed away recently and we had to clean out his practice. And my aunt has a stockpile of those masks that she gave to me and my cousin who works in a lab with a bunch of other people, you know? Well, that's nice. <clears throat> what about you, Seth? Do you have one of those or two of those? We, we have not yet. Um, should we have it? I mean, our employee policy has um, three sick days. It has two weeks vacation for every employee starting out. So, I mean, they have time to burn and uh, up until this mandate starts April 3rd, if they were scared or wanted to burn some of their vacation and or sick time, then, then I'm happy to burn that liability off the books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to let them use it for that and let, and I'll burn some of that liability off the books right now. And it's not much of a problem. They can use some sick time and stuff, but no, we really haven't. We're, we're taking precautions. And, and I just, I have a, a lot, I have a big staff full of millennials and Gen Z's and, and they're really not fearful of this thing. They're uh, they're bulletproof. 
right? <laughs> They're not fearful of this thing at all. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't, I have, uh, I did increase my staff age because we hired a CSR up front that's 37. So now I have, uh, I have one employee over 35 here now. So the, so the average age at your place now is 22 is what you're telling yeah, me, right? Yeah, yeah, right. The average age of my company just went up. But I mean, my my yeah. average tech of nine techs, my average tech age is like 27, 28. So I, mean, I got I an interesting uh, text from, from Tatsu. He has three people um, over 70 working in his shop, which is like, oh, my gosh. Right. So probably in his place, I don't know if that's half his staff, but it's pretty close. Uh, Stephen Wernicke said, I was talking about Dr. Drew. That's who I was talking about uh, yeah. <laughs> on TV. Um, Stephen Beckley, uh, Steve Beckley has got a shop in Kansas. Uh, he was on a meeting. Uh, I, Seth, I'm, I'm sure you were on there. I don't know if you were there, Alan, or not. I had so many Don't think so. No. But um, he said that he sat down with his staff and, and uh, um, uh, asked or offered some of them the ability to go on unemployment and just uh, that, that, that um, about a, a quarter of his staff said they wanted to do that and go ahead and go home since they could collect those unemployment benefits right away. Yeah. Um, so I know that that's something that he did. And so he's running, you know, 30% less or, or, or 20% less on staff, uh, which reduced his expenses, which makes it a, a longer time that he can get through this. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's all about communicating with your staff and, and being a leader. And they, if you have great staff, they're invested in it too. And they want the company to be there on the other end of this thing too. Um, I, I know a guy, Ben Northeast smart group. He did something like that. Just having open conversation and open dialect with your staff. And he had, I think one or two guys that just took a voluntary layoff and his front end decided to alternate days, yeah. you know, because the, the workload wasn't there to support everyone. And these people were happy to do it. And then the guys that really needed it were still there. And it's not like they're going to go somewhere else and get a job tomorrow. Getting no paid one's, pay. I unless mean, you're in Minnesota, no one's hiring. You got good people. I'm interested. Right. <laughs> I'll stockpile. Uh, Seth, I, hate you, I want you to know, I, I really do hate you. <laughs> you. The other day and I'm thinking, you know, Seth makes so much money. He better have quite a bit of money set aside. He, of all the guys I know, he's the guy that could probably make it through this without. Um, and yet you're still looking at potentially uh, uh, doing a loan or an SBA loan. Heck, if they're going to give us money at, at 0%, hey, why not? Right? You know, I applied for it. I don't really need it, but I'd rather have it on hand and not need it. You know what I mean? What's the worst? I got to pay a couple hundred bucks in interest to hold on to it for a few yeah, months the, and then the get SBA. it back? Screw it. The SBA, I was looking at one of the things, they have a loan. It's not enough. I mean, I think the, the limit on the one I was looking at was like 10 grand, but um, it's a 10-year loan with zero interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap, someone's going to give you 10 grand for no gotcha. interest for 10 years? You're almost crazy not to get it if you, yeah. at all, right? Yeah. I'll, need to do I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll reiterate something. I'm in, a, I'm in another group with a, a Vistage group with CEOs that are doing hundred million dollars and $200 million companies with thousands of employees. Right. And they have, they have CFOs and money financial. They, they have advice that we could only dream of getting our hands on. Right. And I was seeing on my last call with them. In fact, they got another group huddle with them coming up here. Um, great group, but you got to pay to sit at that table. I'll tell you that. Um, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, what they're telling us that they're looking at and they're doing, and I'm seeing some of my mortgage friends posting the same thing right now. They're trying to prevent the next financial crisis. So if you don't have a 640 credit under 640, if you're FHA, they're, they're cutting loans like crazy. They're worried that no matter what the government pushes with a stimulus package, that they're going to start locking lines of credit and things like that. The smart people I know are saying, dump your lines of credit in your operating account, mm-hmm. whether it's 50 or hundred thousand yeah. dollars, sit yeah. on that line of credit. If you don't use that money, you can pay it back. It costs you three to five hundred dollars in three months of interest. But yep. most smart people I'm talking to say, dump that line of credit now into your operating account. Darn be the consequences of the interest, mm-hmm. because it's if you can insure yourself for three to five hundred dollars, you should yeah. do it. 
There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame, they can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one -on -one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to ifrave.com and register now. We'll see you in class. Yeah. I pulled mine out. I pulled mine right out like two weeks ago when this thing started to really get real in the U.S. It actually hit my town. My town was one of the first places that got hit. It got into our municipalities pretty quickly spread. Um, and so I, I just said, screw this. You know, when everything goes nuts, there's going to be a run of the banks. And sure enough, there was. And I, I went and pulled everything out and um, of my business one because it's it's the bank I would deal with is a pain in the butt. Um I have to physically go in to get it. But um, <clears throat> the uh, then I told my wife, I said, listen, I want you to write a check to us for the entire HELOC on the home equity line and just pull every bit of cash and we're going to sit on it. And if we need it, we have it. But at least they can't tell us we can't take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like Seth said, eventually when there's a run of the banks, they're going to close them. And I saw lines outside the banks here last week. There was literally That's a line outside the bank. That's because they're not letting you in. Um, they're not letting you in, but this was actually when they were still letting us in. My bank, my bank uh, decided to hold on to my checks. I get uh, some pretty healthy checks from Worldpack, and uh, I've been depositing them for 16 years. And they decided to hold on to them, so I had to go to the bank yesterday. The doors are locked. I had to call the bank to let them to get them to open the door so I could go in and talk to somebody yeah. about all this crap. Um, it's, uh, it's ridiculous, but interestingly enough, when I was at the bank, the bank manager pulled me aside and said, Hey, we're, we have these loans, these no interest loans, low interest loans, all kinds of stuff. You need to really look into this Cecil. I mean, the banks have a bunch of money that the feds have, have pushed out. Now it might just be cash, but not a lot behind it, but they have cash to, they have cash to loan. Now is not a bad time to go look, look to loan. Uh, especially with the interest rates where they're at. Yeah, the interest rates are so low. Yeah. It's we were amazing. actually about to refinance our house and I just missed the window because they, inf they artificially inflated the rates to stop the, the burst of uh, the surge of applications, you know? Right. But, which is nuts, right? It's which just, is okay because now I got to cash out my, my home equity, which I would have had to have, you know, settled and whatever to move on and reapply, which I wouldn't get now. <laughs> so let me take a, uh, just a second here. We're, we're a little past the midway point um, uh, to do a, a bit of a commercial. Obviously we've canceled all of our classes, everything uh, ATE canceled or uh, changed the dates. We have changed the dates in our service mastery programs. We'll be carrying them on longer, uh, which affects both of you guys. Um, we, we uh, are working very hard to get more online education and we'll be having some classes that will be online. Um, my staff and I have talked about, uh, um, you know, pricing of that stuff. It's going to be very, 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 very affordable stuff right now. I'm not looking to make a bunch of money. I'm just looking to, uh, um, you know, stay in, in the front of, of everyone and, and help as many people out as we can uh, throughout this. So look, uh, at, at our online, go to the Institute at IFRABE, um, uh, Institute for Automotive Business Excellence on Facebook, or, uh, or, or, uh, look for our, um, our, uh, emails and texts that we'll be sending out. I also have a new sales guy, Alan, what a time to hire a new employee. I hired him uh, three weeks ago, showed up a week ago when all the crap had hit the fan and, and what do you do? Right. So he is contacting people right now mainly just to get to know you a little bit. And if you uh, do get a call from Alan, please give him a, 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 you know, two minutes of your time just to get to know him a bit. He's a great, uh, a great guy. Um, all right. Enough commercial. Let's talk about, um, uh, let's talk about uh, what we should do as business owners. So we've already said we need real leadership right now. Um, we have a great leadership class online um, uh, recorded uh, certainly, I think I think we do a good job of that. 
we, we've already said that we need to be having um, certain measures to keep vehicles clean and, and, and within our operations um, to, keep, to keep our employees as safe as possible. Um, we need to let our clients know automotive service and repair is a essential, um, uh, it's an essential business. So they're not gonna shut you down uh, whether or not you make the choice to go on a part schedule like Alan has and, and, and really kind of slow it down, or you've made the choice like Seth to, to tow in and, and do free towing and free pickup and delivery and, and whatever. Um, uh, I think we need to know that uh, uh, we're an essential business and that there is um, need for our services. Uh, in the meeting on Friday, I want to bring this out and then I want to talk about uh, finance and uh, uh, looking at, at debt and that kind of stuff. Um, in the meeting on, on Friday, uh, it was mentioned, oh, crud, I lost it. All right, forget it. We're going to go to finance. Um, right in, in 2008 um, and 2009, when the economy, you know, took a... Uh, a dive into the dumpster. Uh, I went to my clients and I said, now's the time to go to your, your, your landlord and renegotiate, uh, get some kind of a relief. Now's the time to go to your banks and renegotiate, uh, um, you know, some of your, uh, uh payments that are due, etc." And, and about half of my clients actually went to their landlords went to their banks, went to their mortgage companies. And believe it or not, almost all of those people got some kind of relief. Some of the, the mortgage companies um, said, we'll go three months with no mortgage and we'll put it on the back end of your mortgage. Some of the um, landlords actually cut their rent um, and, and did it not just for a few months, but literally as part of the contract. Um, I really recommend right now that you list out where your your money is and where your debt is and start having some conversations with the people that, that are in charge of that. And also that you look at the, the SBA loans and the loans that are available, especially if your state has been declared um, a, a national disaster uh, area as several of the states have. I know in Utah, the city of Ogden has a, a, a disaster relief fund, which I got emails about. I know that the state has a disaster relief fund, and I know that the feds are putting money into this, uh, as well as the $2 trillion stimulus package that uh, is supposed to be passed today. Um, Seth, what, what are your thoughts around negotiating with your landlord or negotiating with your, your mortgage company or your bank or you know whatever that is? Right now, a lot of them aren't moving. Um, my one landlord is is a royal pain. That's me. So I got to talk to myself about rent, and I'm not I'm not touching that because um, part of my refinance is my building's almost paid, and we're taking some money out of it. So I'm not touching my rent there because it goes against cap rate and and what I can leverage on the building for um, if they do an appraisal. Right. Um, my other landlord. He's not wanting to move. He, since the SBA announced everything, right? He's pushing every, my other landlord does not want to move. He's saying, go to the SBA, get your money and pay me. Right. You know, um, he's not wanting to move a whole lot. I, I've talked to him a little bit and said, hey, can we do two, three months, flip it on the back end. I'll pay you another percentage on your cap rate and flip three months rent free and flip it to the backside and I'll pay you a percentage on the cap. Um that perked his interest. So we're, we're discussing some things. I gave him rent this month, obviously. And I said, let's talk about next couple months. But a lot of them are getting shorted where they're just saying, I'm not paying you. And so the landlords are up against the wall, right? Because most of them have loans on the building and, and you know, maintenance and things like that. If everybody stops paying them, they're screwed too. Yep. Um, with no evictions, things like that. I got a commercial or a residential rental. And of course, my tenants like, I'm not paying you. I'm like, Okay, I see how this is going to go. Um, so, I mean, you're, you know, th there's both sides of that stick. You know, you can only ask for so much because they have their bills to pay. Um, but I think, well, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, here you are. You, I, I would say you're a smart business guy, Seth. Um, don't let that go to your head. Um, <laughs> but 
you've already had the conversation. You had the conversation a week ago. Yeah. You didn't, you're not waiting for another month to have that conversation. You started it already. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the worst thing that the landlord or the bank can tell you? No, nope, sorry, go to the SBA. Um, you know, the SBA is going to take time. They're not pushing this. I mean, it takes 30 days minimum, usually 90 to get anything through the SBA. Um, but I'm still going to go ask. Um, the funny thing is, half my clients in 2009 went to their landlords and their banks and their mortgage companies. And uh, at that time, most of those people got some relief in one area or the other. Not all of them, I'm sure, but most of them. The half that never made the call or never had the conversation, 100% of those people didn't get anything. They got nothing. So I think it's time or it will be time soon to have those conversations where those conversations need to be had. I think those conversations... Like you said, those conversations should have been had last week or the week before. Um, if you haven't had them, you need to have them today, like yeah. now, ASAP. If for those who are listening to this, like, don't wait until it's too late. Um, I'm a landlord, I, and and I don't own the property where my business is at, but I own some res. I own some residential rentals, and <clears throat> we got our mortgage deferred on that. You know, um, you the, the landlords, if they need to, they can get their mortgage deferred. Also, likely, most banks are being are, are being lenient on this stuff and just you know tagging it <clears> on to the back end. Like we have a couple, two, one mortgage company was a real pain in the butt to work with, and it took my wife to about two hours on the phone, but she finally got what we needed. <clears throat> and then another mortgage company took an hour and a half on the phone, but she finally got what we needed. Three months will be deferred. We'll have to request it again each month, but they'll do up to three months. Starting with next month, but you all, you all, you all three months at the end of that three months. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's gonna, right. You're gonna pay interest on it over time. So yes, you know, yes, but there, what one one company put the three payments onto the back end of the loan, right? And then the other company says, okay, well, we'll defer you, and we won't charge you fees, but we're gonna report it to the credit bureau, and you'll still owe us that that money before the end of the year, which is a real crappy deal, but it helps you get through. Right. You know what I mean? Three months makes a difference. I mean, when you think about your, what's your greatest expense, right? My greatest Mm -hmm. expense besides payroll, payroll, payroll. Yeah. But second to that is, is, um, rent mortgage, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, my, I mean, my deal, my deal with, my deal with the landlords right now is a lot of them are getting stiffed where they don't even know if they're getting paid. Yeah. What perked my guy's interest. Cause I talked to some tenants, just curious how their how their conversation with the landlord went and most of the people down the road said the landlord is not working with me blah 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 I said that's interesting because most of them are trying to short them this month what I told the landlord and what I suggest to you guys if you're going to call your landlord and lurk on this is look I got this month's rent I guarantee you're going to get this month's rent the check is in the mail you will get paid can we talk about something for next month or the month after I don't want to screw you right now. You have bills to pay. You have finances to wiggle. I'm going to give you rent right now. You'll have this month's rent. Can we work out something next month or the month after? Can we work out a plan? And then the landlord's much more likely to say, yeah, I'll work with you because you didn't screw him at the last moment when he has no backup or anything. Hey, I'm going to pay you right now. You're going to get your check. Can we work out the next couple? They're business people too, you know? Stop wasting your time trying to find a magic bullet. There isn't one. However, our Keys to Automotive Business Success teaches the foundations of a successful automotive shop and gets you started on the right path, which is pretty close. You'll learn how to set actionable and achievable goals, understand your financial model, and how to communicate more effectively with your team. This course was designed to jumpstart your results, not waste your time. Take the class today and you'll learn how to start creating the business and life you want. Visit ifrave.com to register for the class at only $49 and available to take wherever and whenever you'd like it's what every shop owner needs to kickstart their business into success right right kim onheimer said sba loan deferments update uh carranza implements automatic deferments on existing sba disaster loans so the sba is already deferring some of their payments i I think it's going to happen uh i think we should be uh having that conversation i think it's a an intelligent and a decent conversation uh to be had um, yeah, my sound is bouncing rocky because I'm in a very big room that doesn't have anything on the walls yet. Um, and uh, I was getting too far away from my microphone. So thanks for uh, for letting me know. Um, 
Yeah, I think the conversation needs to be had. I think it's a smart thing uh, to to do that. And I never thought of myself as an optimist in my entire life. I've always thought of myself as a pessimist. But um, I don't believe this is going to go on for six months. In fact, I don't think it's going to go on for another month and a half. At some point, once they've done once they've done the testing, that line is going to have to come off and start to, to dip down. And when that time happens, I think then things move. And there's already people complaining or there's, there's, a, there's a buzz out there about maybe it's just time to open business back up and, uh, and take the hit, uh, um, you know, on the, on the death rate and, uh, and, and not on the economy. You know, there was uh, some comments yesterday in the news about, the economy and and what that might do, uh, you know, if we if we end up in a depression or even a, a serious recession, uh, the death rate from that, um, I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to last. I wish I knew, but my brain keeps saying not long, and I don't know what not long is. Three weeks ago, I was at Vision in Kansas City in front of uh, you know around two thousand people in front of uh, groups of two hundred. And now I'm sitting in my office by myself. Um, it's a it's a situation as Seth said in the beginning. We've never gone. There's nobody to call and say what do we do, right? I think we just get through it. Um, we're getting uh, close to the end. We get about ten minutes left. Uh, so we've talked about financing. Uh, we've talked about uh, taking care and, and, and leadership and management. Um, what else? Uh, should we talk about here uh, with 10 minutes left? Uh, Alan, what would, what's your advice to the other shop owners that might uh, watch this or pay attention to this? Oh, I mean, I go back and review this for sure. And uh, this, this episode and, and get as much, get the, collect as much information as you can from everyone else who is doing something um, and, and just be proactive um, if your doors are still open and hopefully for you, your doors are still open. Um, I, I would encourage you to not just close them up completely unless you really need to because of illness within the workplace. Um, like I said, we're open at a, at a limited capacity on an as needed basis. And we're very much in contact with our staff who are technically at home now. Um, and, and, and be in contact with your customers and let them know what's going on. Um, maybe even, if you're doing social media posts and you really, and everyone in your state or your area is at home, stay in contact with them through, through ways that aren't even related to business, reach out to people in a way that's not trying to solicit to them. Um, maybe touch on what everyone else is going through here. Um, people are at home, they're on social media um, and they're, they're scared and nervous and worried. And if you could put a smile on someone's face, they're going to remember that in the, as time goes on. Um, so that's something that I see. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do that. Like I said, we had a new puppy at home and I'm trying to put up posts on my business page, not just my personal pages, you know, to kind of put a warm the heart a bit, you know, and keep everyone uplifted uh, throughout this time and be the leader that you need to be. Because like Seth said, you're, we're, we're steering the ship here and, um, and, and, and you got to remember that people will follow your lead and, and they need you to lead and they're turning to you to lead. Um, now, your customers may not view you as a leader, but if they see you leading on social media, they will, you know, they'll view you that way and they'll, and they'll respect you that way. And actually, you know what else you could do? Gift cards. Here's a real monetary thing. Offer gift cards. I had a customer reach out to me on Facebook today to ask if we had gift cards and you know what? We don't. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to go get some gift cards and um, cards for, in, in what for in auto what? repair, you know, oh. If selling. somebody wants, yeah, selling gift cards because people are doing that for restaurants right now to support their favorite restaurant. I know I did. I went and bought five hundred dollars to my um, my restaurant that my wife and I go to every Monday night, just because I don't want them to be. I want them to be there when all this settles over, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we're doing. That's an idea you could maybe put into place if you really are shut down. Okay, uh, Seth, what what's your um, three minutes here? Three minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, just be in front of people, be in front of your your employees, be in front of your customers. Just you know, give them a voice of reason and and you know, be available. 
And we're doing, I mean, we've done some live Facebook feeds going and picking up lunch for the whole staff from a local restaurant that, you know, we like, and we'll go there and say, Hey, we're picking up from so-and-so they got great food. I'll help promote them, you know, local business supporting local business. Um, we're just trying to get on front of people and, and, and be ready. Um, we're, we're going to get hit with the same thing. Alan's getting hit with the shelter in place. And so um, it's coming Friday is what I'm told from my sources in the side our legislator. And so I'm getting ready for that. And we're going to take some proactive measures. I'm going to have company letterhead for employees to get around, get the work. We're going to try and stockpile some work and let people know that, Hey, we know what's coming. We'll be able to deliver cars and get vehicles around. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just, it's a fluid dynamic situation. And the best advice is if you aren't a good leader today is the good time to figure out how to be one, because you got to lead your company, you got to lead your employees, you got to lead everybody through this and they will be more loyal and more respectful to everything in the end. But if you're just going to fold up and hide in the corner, you might as well close the doors. I think there's an interesting, um, you know, uh, uh, last week or the week before, there were um, three or four people, shop owners I know, and they just literally, the world's at an end. We, we have to stop everything, uh, um, you know, and, and, and to me, I think that's such a negative and terrible way to be, period. I just think, you know, we have to be the voice of reason here. Somebody does. And, and we have to stay positive uh, for ourselves, uh, for our staff, and, and for our customers. Um, we're going to make it through this. And, 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 and frankly, we're going to be on the other side of this pretty soon, looking back and going, Oh my God, you know, um, I can't believe that this happened and I can't believe that that happened. And I'm so glad we did this. Um, I think you got to stay positive. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I think you got to stay positive and you got to seize the opportunities that you can in the midst of all of this. And, um, and, you know, like I, just stay positive um, and, 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 and look for the positive things in this and focus on those and find a way to get through it. We're going to get through it. Um, if you were a wise business owner and you had your ducks in line before, you're probably not worried about it um, to the extent that some of you are. But if, if you didn't, you know, you're, you're likely a technician turned shop owner. You can lay off your guys. They can collect. They're not going to get jobs anywhere else unless they're in Minnesota. And, and, um, and you can come in and keep the doors open at a, at a limited extent, do the work yourself for now, you know, just find any way you can to stay alive through this. You're going to be fine. I, you you're know, gonna I come get, back. Yeah. Unless you get, unless you die. And I mean, really die physically, you're going to make it through the other side. You have it's a to. bump in the road. And I'll tell you, parts vendors are sitting on a lot of stock right now that they can't move. Yeah. There's going to be some significant right? discounts. We if you can capitalize on that, there's some yeah. good discounts to be had. I've taken advantage of that as well. Two weeks ago, I was looking at, uh, oh my God, what happens if our supply chain is, is knocked out with, you know, Whirlpack and, and other big companies having, mm-hmm. you know, three to six months worth of parts on their shelf. And, and so they're ramping up trying to keep parts on the shelf for shops. And all of a sudden shops are kind of slowing down or disappearing. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of interesting, right? Uh, a couple of other things that uh, I'm actually looking at my Facebook here as I'm talking, uh, you know, trying to stay in touch with people. Um, Andrew Minkler, uh, uh, Facebook is doing some no cost ads yeah. um, uh, for business and Amazon is doing some uh, uh, small business grants. Um, you know, look into those things. Don't, don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself during this thing. Uh, be active, be busy, look into uh, all of the different opportunities that are out there for you um, because there are uh, for the people that are not the negative ones and stay as positive as possible. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to go ahead and end here. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you, uh, Alan and Seth for being on as always. We, we greatly appreciate your guys and, and your, um, your positive uh, um, uh, contributions uh, to the podcast and, and to the industry. Um, you know, this is a, to me, the automotive business is a family business in the sense that you guys are like family to me in, in, in ways because I've had influence in your life. You've had influence in my life. Um, let's help each other out during this whole thing. And let's stay on the positive side of this. If it lasts another two weeks, if it lasts another two months, we're going to make it through. 
And, uh, and on the other side of this, we're going to be looking back and being thankful that we, we stayed positive and we led our people. So uh, thank you for watching. Those of you that did, we will be back in two weeks with another Leading Edge. On Friday, if you look for information from us, we're doing a fireside. We had 48 people online last Friday, shop owners talking about uh, the business, the et cetera. That's a much more open conversation uh, with lots of people on it. Um, we'll be doing that uh, while this uh, goes on every Friday, uh, having that conversation. We'd love to have you there. Um, Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you. Thank okay. you. Take it easy. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforabe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.